there will soon be plenty of books about how CEOs successfully navigated the COVID-19 crisis and how they turned a devastating pandemic into a golden business opportunity. But Vic Pravaz says the story he will remember is about a senior executive on his team who admitted he wasn't Superman. A very senior leader on the team raised their hand and said, I can't, I can't. Um, it's just too much and I can't handle all of this anymore. Hi, I'm Irene Silver. Vic Pravaz is a partner at EY. He's been working with Christy Frank, a vice president at Novo Nordisk on helping employees and executives handle the fallout from the pandemic. That fallout includes burnout, anxiety, depression, and now arguments about mandatory vaccination. Pravaz and Frank were presenters at a recent Vanguard dialogue on the challenges of the new workplace. The Vanguard Network's Ken Banta started the conversation with a question about post-traumatic stress. We know that we've seen people uh, in all aspects of life, including work, um, experiencing a kind of post-traumatic stress uh, syndrome with uh, the pandemic. And maybe that is really it, is the post-traumatic stress, which is the people who might have been looking okay during the year or two before now exhibiting symptoms of uh, whatever they may be, whether it's irritability or uh, depression or other things. But as you look at uh, employees and, and the work environment, what are your insights and advice about how to handle this? In terms of seeing people with some post-traumatic stress, um, I, I can't say I've seen um, concretely a lot of evidence of that, but what I am seeing is just this, the anxiety of what's going to happen to me and what's coming up next. Um, because there was that period of time where we, while it wasn't great, we all understood and agreed we were remote and that that meant some, some level of certainty for folks. Now we're in this period of like, are we coming back? I'm not sure. Can I come back? Do I want to come back? And, and how we're handling that. I am a big proponent of frequent touch points, skip levels, skip, skip levels with my own team just to see how things are going. Um, and I do get a sense of, of anxiety and concern, particularly from um, colleagues who have um, people at home at risk, either elderly or, or children who can't be vaccinated. Um, we, we have a lot of conversations around what expectations are at home versus work and how to prioritize things. Um, I think people sometimes can get lost in their head about, you know, um, what I might think about them. So until we have that conversation around what's really important, it just helps to kind of take the temperature down a little bit. And I ask my leaders to do the same. We do a ton of, um, I'll say team building exercises as much as you can over, over Zoom. We're having a sunflower growing contest between the teams. So there's lots of different touch points that I'm having with my team that have nothing to do with, with work. Um, just to keep a pulse on how people are doing. If I can embarrass Christy for, for a moment, which I really enjoy doing, um, you know, what she just expressed is, is I, I wanna shine a spotlight, spotlight on that. The personal reach outs of leaders reaching out, uh, it, it, we have data that supports that, the immense impact that that has. And that goes beyond a spot award or, you know, hey, you know, you know you've been recognized and you've got this formal um, recognition, it goes far beyond that, right? Because there is a sense of someone cares about me. 
And I think that's the piece that um, as we move through the PTSD, which will continue to, to prolong as the pandemic prolongs, the fact that people feel cared for in their personal lives and their professional lives is critical. As for the company, um, Vic is a part of this, this program that we're running right now, which is looking at um, our return to office and our future of work. And um, it's a combination of really listening to our employee resource groups and what they want, um, combining that with what the business needs to, to drive things forward. And um, I, Vic, you, I think I'd give us a B right now, we're working on it, but it's really about our communication and how we communicate with the employees we're working on you know, videos and um, kind of old fashioned newsletters and frequent emails and different ways, Yam, our Yammer channel to reach out. It had been too quiet in my, my opinion for a while on, on how we felt about things. And so we're now trying to alleviate the anxiety with more frequent touch points and communication, all grounded in the fact that we've never done this before. You're going to have to give us some grace because we're going to try and work it out to make sure you're safe and our business moves forward all at the same time and we'll probably make mistakes. Vic, um, you work with Christie, but you also work with lots of other firms. What's your observation about maybe the most significant, uh, whether you call it stress or trauma point that you're seeing now with uh, employees or with leaders themselves? There's a paper that I'm working on, Ken, which is our leaders superheroes, mm -hmm. right? And, um, you know, there's this, um, there's this informal agreement that once you, you know, join the ranks of leadership, however that's defined in your enterprise, that you're immune to sensations of being a person, that you're somehow beyond the ability to, to express that, mm. yeah, you know, I'm not okay. Things are difficult. Um, that's considered a sign of weakness rather than a sign of strength, right? Which, which I, I think we've started on the journey over the last 15 months, 16 months to realize that that's actually going to be a necessity to be a strong leader. So I think that's one piece that I'd like to just put a spotlight on from a, a leader's perspective and the evolution of thinking around that. Um, it was really, you know, if I, if I just provide a, a brief anecdote, I was in a discussion, I want to say about a year ago now, where we were, you know, in our crisis rooms, right? All of us were, right? And still managing this on a day-to-day -day basis. Items were being tossed left, right, and center as they should have been, perhaps. Um, tick marks were being put against actions. And uh, a very senior leader on the team raised their hand and said, I can't, I can't. Um, it's just too much and I can't handle all of this anymore. And that the remainder of the two hours converted into a conversation around, okay, let's realize that we're also part of this. We also have families, as, as Christy referenced, elder care, child care, both ends of the spectrum and everything in between, right? We're people that are sensing everything that's happening around us, taking in the news, taking in the current events that were happening in the world beyond the pandemic at that time, right? So that realization that, you know, and the reason why I tell that story is it was, it was very profound for me to experience that because it was sort of this sort of bringing to light the fact that leaders are not superheroes. We need to walk in, in, and not segment ourselves from, from our employees, because again, we are employees as well. And that doesn't, I wanna be clear, right? That doesn't mean that we don't lead, but the manner in which we lead, right? Which is through vulnerability, through empathy, mm -hmm. through leading by example, 
through providing behaviors that can be emulated, through storytelling, through connecting with our people, through doing what Christy does, which is calling skip, skip, skip levels and saying, hey, how are you, right? I don't wanna talk about work. I don't wanna hear a thing about work. I want, I'm calling to find out how you are, right? That to me are going to be the capabilities outside of our you know, basic foundational leadership capabilities that we all possess and excel at. Those will be the ones we truly need to integrate for the future, we feel, um, as we move into this, you know, new era, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah I agree. Well, Vic, you know, uh, when it essentially comes down to uh, now uh, a kind of a schism between the people who are, um, who are um, uh, a, uh, the people who have be become vaccinated and feel that it's a sensible thing to do, leadership teams generally feel that way, and then a group of probably 25 to 30% of any population that are either hesitators or resistors to vaccination. What do you do about these groups? It's not everybody. It is a, you can really pinpoint who these groups are. Some people are hesitant. Some people are resistant. And that's actually what you need to deal with. What do you, what do, you do? It's a real dilemma. You know, let me start there. Not that that answers the question, but this is something that our organizations are going to face. And what we're seeing, Ken, is that, you know, prior to the pandemic, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was relatively easy, but it was easier to keep the walls of our enterprises, whether they were virtual or real, um, keep the, what was happening in the world outside of our organizations, right? And, and I think most organizations historically have done a pretty good job about that. Um, that has changed, right? With us all going virtual, everything is sort of blended together, right? So what we're seeing happening outside the walls of our enterprises is essentially bleeding in and becoming what's happening within our organizations. I think that that recognition and that cognizance uh, to some approximation is important. Um, with regards to your very specific question, um, I think we need to handle it how we're handling it. You know, it's, we can look outside of our walls and say, well, how is this being managed for the American population or for the Swedish population or for the French population? How are they managing this? Because it is something that needs to be ta tackled at a global perspective. So might we implore some of the same tactics, right, around education, around saying, okay, well, if that is indeed going to be your personal decision, then we need to make some decisions as an enterprise. And whether that's on-site testing for those that choose not to provide their vaccination status, right? Whether it's mandating masks in certain regions or, or, or localities. Um, but I think we're going to have to map ourselves while staying true to our organizational culture, to what's happening outside the walls. And I think the first step is this sort of concept around um, routine testing um, and, and um, the ability to also offer vaccinations, right, to, to our employees, both, both options. So here's what I, I believe. I believe most companies and schools and hospitals, generally speaking, would like their population to be vaccinated. And they're trying to thread that needle of respect for people's personal choice there, maybe even some tiny concern that maybe there's something we don't know about the vaccine that hasn't presented itself yet, and they don't want to be held, I guess, liable for that. Um, but also trying to, to move forward. My, my prediction is we're going to probably land in a place where we will require vaccines, not we, Novo Nordisk, but the population. I could see eventually requiring vaccines for, for entry into buildings and or some level of testing that we need to get tighter and better at. So it's, it's going to be one or the other. And Vic, I just want to pull on something you had mentioned 
from the prior conversation. I, I don't know if the word vulnerable has been mentioned yet, but that is that is kind of like the, the theme of this entire thing. And I think as leaders demonstrate their ability to be vulnerable in front of their populations, whether it's on this issue or, or how they're feeling, um, is also gonna set them apart and have people start to feel more connected to the company that they work for if they think they have leadership that is in the same boat as them. That was Christy Frank and Vic Pervaz talking with the Vanguard Network's Ken Banta. Podcasts like this one are just one of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silbert. Thanks for listening.